This is Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bacon. This is the place where people from all walks of life share their anxiety stories to remind you that you are not alone. If you have an anxiety story you'd like to share, contact us at anxietycanada.com slash ouranxietystories. This is John Bateman, and you are listening to our Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast. Today, I'm talking to Grayston Holt, who's an actor known from such TV series as 50 States of Fright, Batwoman, and of course, Bitten. Uh, Grayston, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. It's great. Great to have you. Um, So the first uh, question I always ask is the name of the show. It's the way it goes. Grayston, what's your anxiety story? Um, You know, I think like most people, uh, I have many, um, but one that is, you know, relevant to the times we're living in right now is, uh, um, for me, uh, I was right when everything sort of ramped up here with COVID, um, going into the end of February, early March, I was filming out east, uh, just north of Toronto, and I, uh, you know, it was amazing how quickly it all ratcheted up there and how serious it became seemingly within a week. It just sort of, you know, it's like, this is happening. And I was to my detriment, just glued to the TV screen. Right. Right. I was keeping updated constantly and looking for symptoms and the whole thing. I, I ended up, um, you know, it, it manifested in me in, in physical pain. Right, right. In a tightness in my chest that I'd never felt before. I've had anxiety before, but this was the first time I really felt it in my body in a truly physical way. Yeah. And and then that just became this negative feedback loop of like, is this a symptom? Yeah. And then like I'd go back online and and it was just so constant. And then um we were fortunate to finish up filming. Um and then lockdown happened. I flew back out west and uh, I was in Vancouver for a couple of days and I still had this tightness in my chest and I was really concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my girlfriend and I went to Salt Spring um, right. and I was there for less than 24 hours and it went away. Um, yeah. Just being in nature, being in a place that felt safe and that is my home. It's where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, it, it just went away. And you know, the, lesson for me in that is that it's easy for these things to snowball and the anxiety can take a hold of you. And then you, you sort of attach so much negativity to it and it becomes this vicious sort of feedback loop that builds on itself. For sure. Um, And so once I got to Salt Spring, I just, you know, I think partly just being there in a beautiful environment out of a city uh, was part of it, but I also just stopped checking in constantly. Yeah. You know, just little I, habits you can change sometimes that that really have a positive effect on your your well being and and but man, yeah, there I, I felt like an addict just glued to Oh yeah. I mean it was unprecedented, right? And then then this this thing that nobody knew about at the time really. And um, you know, I think we have a little more info on it now, so I'm not as paranoid, but at the time it was just so unknown. And um, but yeah, that was the first time that anxiety really really i like i felt it in my body um yeah, before i've yeah. had it and just sort of you know racing hard a little bit or you know sweats or yeah. you know just general yeah. nervousness yeah but 
that was unreal, unreal. Yeah. And it was amazing how quickly when I changed my habits and was in a different environment that it just really dissolved. Yeah, I think what a lot of people don't quite get about anxiety sometimes, it, it's amazing how, because, you know, you have, um, you have this, these, the, the, there's sort of a triangle that they talk about in anxiety, which is like thoughts, uh, feelings, and actions. And, and one, if one changes, it affects all the others. So it's just really how, you know, the, you thinking that kind of changed the way you physically feel. Like it does have a physical mm. pull on your body. Mm-hmm. It can, and of course, you know, a lot of people like, so what, you're, what you experienced was like a little isolated, what I'd say isolated case of like health anxiety and some people right. are plagued by it and it and it basically the power of suggestion um is incredible and like you said i've i've done it before you know i think a lot of people have done it before i you know i had a friend pass away recently and then of course you know he he died of a heart attack and uh and so i'm like you know i'm only, i'm 10 years younger than him i'm not young and uh and then so i started feeling like okay so wait a minute like what you know what's what is the sensation like what's it and a lot of my friends who are my age my male friends specifically were all talking about heart attacks oh i better go check this i better go check that i better go that when really there's no relation you know you seeing that stuff about covid and you know of course like everybody did and it's not it's almost like we didn't have a choice it's like binging on covid mm-hmm. um it uh it it affects the way we think so you know, did you, did you, or did you have, like, you know, you're an actor, right? And it yeah. affected your industry profoundly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you, did you find that to be a trend, like amongst your peers? You know, did you find that people were, were suffering that? Not necessarily because of health, but because of like my job, where's my job going to be? Yeah. The unknown. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there was partly that. And then there was partly like, almost this it's right analogy but eye of the storm where it was this sense of the industry never shuts down right we're always mm-hmm. on call mm-hmm. and so there was a there was a really interesting window and I'm, I'm sure you know my girlfriend and i we were very fortunate and then we were just she actually the project she was on is postponed and they had to cut it short um, mm-hmm. um but mine we were fortunate enough to finish but so we as actors we're both fortunate in that we were just working. So, mm-hmm. you know, to not work for a couple months, it was fortunately we were financially okay. Um, but if this had happened a year, the year prior or other points in our lives, it, it may not have been the case. Mm-hmm. So we, we found a lot of silver lining in the initial part of the lockdown and just having this time to, you know, reflect and have the industry completely shut down and not feel just, that sense of being on call constantly. Right. Um, that being said, as you know, month or two passed, you know, you're like, you know, you start to get antsy because we love what we do. And, um, but fortunately for our industry in BC, at least in Canada, for that matter, to a lesser extent, it, it wasn't shut down for too long. It was about three months. I think we got yeah. going rolling again in June and, and the industry is ramping back up now. Um, you, you and your girlfriend, your girlfriend's an actor too. Yeah. Um, Christina Rosato. Rosato. Yes, got it. Yeah. Um, you guys were kind of, you guys have a unique story with going back to, going back to work though, which I think is just kind of cool. Um, yeah. You know, just share that with me. It's not really anxiety really, but I want to hear it anyway. Yes. Yeah, uh, just because um, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, during lockdown and, in, in, you know, into April, May, you, you know, 
in my mind, I had sort of these conservative estimates on when we might get rolling again, when the industry yeah. might get back uh, up and running. And I was, I kind of had like August, September in my mind. Right. Um, but we got a call end of May for to be the two leads in a movie, an MLW, just like a low, low budget sort of, you know, fluffy yeah. light movie. Yeah. 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 And um, that was starting June 8th. And right. we were just shocked that anything was filming. Um, and then also on top of that, that they wanted to hire us as the two leads. And the reason being, it was a workaround for physical distancing requirements. So yeah, you know, because you guys were, you guys are bubbled together. We're, we're a pretty tight bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a tight bubble. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they, a lot of production, especially in the early stages of um, getting back to work, we're looking for couples. And uh, so we were the first, if not one of the first, I'm pretty sure the first in North America movie, at least mm. to, uh, to get rolling. And yeah. so we were kind of, there's a lot of pressure to set the standard for yeah, yeah. all the other productions waiting in yeah, line. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the protocols were, were pretty strict on set and we wanted to make a good example. Yeah. Um, and it went well. We had a blast. Like, you know, <laughs> we're, we Why met not? on a TV show uh, almost nine years ago. Um, and we didn't really have them. Our characters didn't have that many scenes together on it. Yeah. But in this, we're playing opposite leads and we know each other so well nine years down the road. And so it was really... It was fun to, it, we, felt, we felt kind of spoiled at the end of yeah. it, just to be able to run our lines the night before with each other and just obviously, you know, have a rapport and be so comfortable with one another from day one. Because often with mm -hmm. these low budget movies, you meet your co-star the day of filming and you have mm -hmm. to create uh, chemistry out of thin air, which is, can be tough depending on yeah. the situation yeah. and the actors. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was an interesting little nugget that COVID threw our way, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'm curious because in your discipline and your, in what you do acting, um, when you start out, uh, like you start out in high school kind of thing. Like I, I, I gather like later in high school, you got into acting in high school. Um, and did you ever experience anxiety around what you do? Because, you know, I, like I, I have generalized anxiety disorder. Like I've had dealt with anxiety my whole life, but I can still, do a podcast i can get up on a stage and talk to people i can do all kinds of things that you think would give people anxiety otherwise yeah but did you ever have you ever experienced anxiety with your work oh yeah absolutely and and, and still to this day um and what and what's that from is that from you know having to memorize lines is that from pressure is that from no, like the chemistry you talk about like what's that about yeah i mean certainly auditions there's a lot a lot of anxiety um not as much these days because everything's done remotely. So you tape it at home and you, you got as many takes as you want to send it in. But uh, prior to COVID, uh, you know, when you have an audition, big audition in the room or call back in front of producers and directors and, you know, mm -hmm. all the execs in the room, the whole thing, that can be quite nerve wracking yeah. and anxiety provoking. But I mean, I counter that just by being overly prepared. I mean, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I drill those lines into my head to the point that, you know, there's no chance of me forgetting them in the room. And not that that's the end of the world for forgetting, but it's just my own way of knowing that I've done everything I can do to be prepared for the situation. And I think that in general, for many um, um, contexts in which you would get anxiety, that that's beneficial for me. It's just 
I think that's like great advice for people with anxiety, kind of no matter, almost no matter what you have anxiety about, you know, there's people who have anxiety about flying or travel, people that have anxiety about job interviews, have anxiety about going to work or family reunions, whatever gives them anxiety. Um, I think that preparedness piece can't be overstated, you know, and it's interesting yeah. that, you know, for some people like, you know, you, you you've kind of come, you, you figured that early, out early that that's, that's what I do. And that diffuses anxiety um, for a lot of people and people who might be listening. Um, for them, it's really worth it. Like I, you know, I, after I had kids, I, I had, I, I, I got for a little while, I got a fear of flying. I, I got really yeah. scared of flying. And I, you know, I guess it's that whole, you know, I don't want to die and leave my kids, you know, yeah. me. now, now they do everything they can to get away from me. It's just, that's just the irony of, of being a parent, but, um, right. but yeah, but, they, <laughs> but, but, um, so what I started doing is what you're talking about, except it, for me, I would like pack a couple, a few days in advance. And, you know, get everything all lined up just so. So it was like an easy transition going into that. But that's really right. what you do automatically is really great advice. You know, mm -hmm. your discipline. Yeah, yeah. Your, your discipline is interesting in the sense that there's, there's, you hear about quite a few people, luckily, because there's a lot more people nowadays in the entertainment industry that become transparent about having, you know, anxiety issues or depression or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for many of them, it's, it's not like you, like it's debilitating. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, for a lot of people it's fr who have anxiety, it's frustrating for them because they see these people who are out there, you know, acting and performing and, and, you know, doing things that would seem really frightening. Um, but it's confusing because then they go home and they, you know, they're paralyzed. They can be paralyzed just like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you've probably worked with people like that, not looking for names name, but, yeah. um, that kind of thing, I guess you've experienced that kind of thing in your discipline as well. Yeah, yeah, in varying degrees. I mean, yep. people handle stress and anxiety in different different way. And, um, I, you know, I think the the thing is that's uh, kind of scary about it. Those people are also really good at hiding it sometimes too. You don't know what they're fighting inside. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's always, you know, I always come from the place of you never know what somebody's going through, and yeah. even if they are. Maybe they, there are physical manifestations of it that you you might misinterpret. Maybe mm -hmm. they're short with people or whatever. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. um, that maybe there's something they're going through personally. Yeah. Yeah. And and anxiety can you know can have really uh, negative effects on people around you if you you know have tendencies to lash out or to not handle your own anxiety well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really important just to you know. I've never been plagued with any sort of debilitating anxiety yeah, for me. Yeah. It's pretty much based, it's situational yeah, things yeah. in my life that, that bring it on. Um, Which is anxiety nonetheless. You know, it's, it's something exactly, you all have to yeah, deal yeah, with, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but some people have it to a point where, it's, where it can be debilitating or, or truly affects their day-to-day -day activities. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I just try to, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and that's a that's a good point to make. Like you're making excellent points that um, that the one of the first ones here that I hear you saying is basically anxiety doesn't always come out as you know like a classic like panic attack in the corner, kind of quivering and freaking out. Yeah, it, it can come as silence. You know, if somebody all of a sudden is really quiet, it mm -hmm. can come as like you say, anger or lashing out. Mm -hmm. um, it can come as sadness. Like it, you know, it comes in many forms. And you know, I I, I 
I ask people or I push people to a degree if I see them experiencing something that you know, like that, you know, I, I won't say, you know, how are you doing? You right. Know, you just got to like, I just say like, you know, what's going on? Like what's happening, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, trying to pull that out. But it's also important for the people who like you, like you're saying um, it's in, in many people's terms, you know, and in many work environments, that's a relatively enlightened way to look at it. A lot of people would, you know, like, you know, like you see somebody and you kind of have compassion or you give them benefit of the doubt or you feel empathy. A lot of people don't do that. They right. kind of lash back, they get back, they get back at them. So I think it's your, the piece that you make is important in terms of the observer, the person who's, who's, seeing mm. somebody who's potentially experiencing it. We have sort of, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say obligation, but, you know, we have, you know, I think there's a, if you can, there's a responsibility to kind of investigate a little bit and find out exactly what's going on, especially if it's kind of a radical character change in somebody. Yeah, exactly. And then also, you know, as the person is experiencing it, I think it's, if you're comfortable with sharing it with people mm-hmm. around you, mm-hmm. I mean, just, just, you know, I learned this from a bit of meditation that I've done in the past is just acknowledge it's kind of louder um just acknowledging an emotion mm-hmm. or anything you're feeling can can really um cut its life in half or cut its intensity right yeah um and uh i lost my train of thought um i cut like what what you for for me what i what i hear you talking about a little bit is um well, you can, you can acknowledge that somebody else is going through something, but something, a trick I learned and, uh, and I, and I use all the time is if I'm feeling an anxiety emotion and a lot of people feel them for no reason, they, they, you know, they're on the bus, they have no reason to feel it and boom, it happens. Um, acknowledging it is like, really acknowledging that you're feeling it, um, is really a huge first step and it really helps the brain kind of quickly cut it short and also yeah. like what i like to do is des- is describe the feeling to myself giving it a physical description so oh the anxiety is sitting in my chest it's about the size of a softball it's bright red it's glowing it's hot and then right. kind of keep doing that over and over again and eventually like it's amazing how that works people do it for headaches i've heard about it for high headaches but i i started trying really? for anxiety it works yeah yeah it really does like it it um my, you know i've I found with many things just just simply acknowledging it and trying not to attach uh, any sort of negative precepts to it. It just, it, it can really, and it seems so simple. It seems easier said than done. And it seems kind of like woo wooey, but you know, <laughs> no, no, it's, it really, it really does work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and just also, you know, trying to, I find even just reframing it yeah. um, because, you know, excitement and anxiety are very closely related in your physiology. So right? true. So true. And it's all about the framing of the situation you're in. And, you know, you're talking about having a fear of flying. Um, you know, if, most people, if they're on an airplane and you experience turbulence, you, you know, you get a little, you feel a little anxiety. It's, you know, the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were on a roller coaster, Similar mm. physical feelings, you know, you're getting your body's getting jarred around. Identical in many cases. More of a sense of control, but it's it's an excitement. But I guarantee, if you put some diodes on our brain, and you know, the it'd be very similar uh, uh, mental processes that are sort of making these things arise. Um, but the framing of those situations is completely different, even though the physical feeling of them is fairly similar. 
That's like, that's um, so bang on. That's so bang on. Yeah. You should get into this work. Like it's, it, what's interesting is, is people, <clears throat> I, I have people in my life who, <clears throat> um, they don't have anxiety to a debilitating degree, but these people like, like you have so much information because you obviously have developed in spite of yourself or, you know, maybe on purpose or maybe it's, but techniques for dealing with it. Um, yeah, well, I have it, to. That people it's need my to, career. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you've done it. And, and, and so some people, I'd say, I'd probably hazard to say a majority of the people need to learn those techniques. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and they learn it by, you know, researching. And of course, by, you know, hearing people like you uh, and me talk about what we've learned. So it, like, it, it's just, but what's amazing is I've, I learned about dealing with anxiety basically through books and through therapy and mm-hmm. that kind of thing you've learned about dealing with anxiety just with experience and what seems to be a, a, a high degree of kind of common sense and um that to me that's just how different brains function um yeah yeah exactly. and, uh, and so that's it's really quite amazing hearing you you know because because here like at anxiety canada we use uh, cognitive behavioral therapy as a platform because it's a kind right. of a proven method which and a lot of what you're describing, describing is exactly the same um, right. stuff that CBT uses, just using different words and different labels. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, for me, it's, I, you know, at least in the context of auditioning and, and my work, it, it can't get in the way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it does, and you learn how to cope with it, even if, if you do have, you feel anxiety arising in you, but. Uh, I think that's why I've had to find some tools to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've had, when I first started out, I, I had some auditions where I almost couldn't speak. Um, yeah, yeah. And I later learned it's cause I was underprepared and, yeah. um, right. and I got nervous and the stakes were high and, you yeah. know, you find out this job, you book, it's the lead in the series and it could change your life. You know, there's so much riding on that moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just learning, finding coping mechanisms and, and ways to deal with that um, truly, truly helps. Um, yeah. And and reframing, you know, sort of learning that the physiology of excitement and anxiety are are very similar. Bang on. It's a big difference yeah. because it, the Bang only on. difference is, you know, if you can just feel the raw emotion of anxiety and the raw emotion of excitement, and sort of look at them, if you're able to sort of, you know, just feel them from a third person perspective almost and just see them arise, you realize the only difference is just the words floating or the thoughts floating around in your head and how you yeah. frame those feelings because you can't stop them from arising, but what you can do is stop them from snowballing and yeah. stop that negative feedback loop and stop attaching negativity to it. It's just, it's just another passing mental state. Yeah, uh, and that's you know this this too shall pass is is so. Or if you're on Salt it's Spring, a, this too, this toot shall pass. Have you seen that <laughs> yeah, sign? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're both uh, Grace and I are both. Uh, well, I'm a I'm a full time Salt Springer, so then you you may be on your way. We'll see where you're yeah. going to go with that. But oh yeah, Salt Spring has its own <laughs> yeah, own ways of coping with everything. It seems. <laughs> um. But you know what, uh, Grayson, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, it was, I, 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 this one blew me away because, 
because you do have you you do know in spite of yourself you could almost be a therapist for cognitive behavioral therapy <laughs> um, because you you have what you've described is a lot of what really works and right. that's the reason you are where you are and that and that's the reason you are the way you are and what i appreciate is people who have this ability to have a voice people have a voice uh, you know people who reach a lot of people which i know you do um it's really appreciated on behalf of somebody who's experienced anxiety in the past. Um, I, you know, I really appreciate you doing this and taking the time to talk to me about this. Yeah, no, I, um, thanks for, uh, even thinking about me. So, it was oh yeah, no worries. No worries. Okay. Uh, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care, Grayston. Okay. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to our anxiety stories. If you'd like to support this podcast or Anxiety Canada, go to anxietycanada.com.